Welcome back, and here we go for another episode of FileMaker Talk. Welcome to FileMaker Talk. This is Matt Navarre, and I'm here with Matt Petrowski. Howdy-do. We are in Texas. Oh, nice. I wondered wonder where you're going there. You know what? We need another Matt. We do need another Matt, because Matt Squared just isn't enough volume. I don't know if volume's right, but how about Matt Cubed? Matt Cubed would kick ass, but who's the best Matt to get? Uh, there's this, like, dude. I don't know. He looks like a Texan, but... <laughs> just kidding. What's his name? Oh, Matt, Matt Smith? Doctor Who? Oh, oh, Dell! Hi guys, <laughs> I definitely add more volume to uh, to the group here. That's for sure, both in size and uh, and audio volume. Audio volume, Wa- yeah. waveform, waveform volume. Exactly. Welcome to the podcast, sir. Yeah, thanks for having me. Great to be here. Uh, lovely, lovely to be in Texas and DefCon again. Great to see you guys after uh, you know a few years gone. Yeah, we uh, we missed you when you had left FileMaker, but we're really glad you're back into the community. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's great to be back and see a lot of friendly faces and and uh, you know be part of the FileMaker community again and see what all the great things you guys are working on. Not just part of it, but also a leader. You have a session. Talk about that. Yeah, I had a had a really fun training session this year. It was uh, it was new for me in that I actually had to produce seven hours of content instead of the normal hour or seventy five minutes. So uh, seven hours is a bit, and it was uh, but it was fun. Uh, we were doing a UX training um, where we actually you know did a lot of hands on work. Um, trying to get people out of the just staring at their computers and answering emails instead of actually participating. So um, had people set up and, and put their computers away and actually, you know, get on their arts and craft side, their their childlike wonderment, and use some scissors and construction paper and Post-its and markers and, uh, and uh, do some fun things. It was great. That's fun. That sounds really fun. Way more fun than the other Matt's seven-hour session. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll, I'll correct you. That was six hours. Oh. Thank you very much. I would not want to have gone an extra hour, but it was fun. I uh, did script, uh, scripting and layouts are the two that I did. Um, just talking about uh, how do layouts factor into your whole solution. I think a lot of people, newer FileMaker users, don't necessarily know that you can have multiple layouts based off of multiple table occurrences that all point to the same table. I think that's a, like a foreign concept. Not something you do, but completely possible. Um, I sometimes have multiple layouts to the same table occurrence. I often have multiple tables, uh, multiple layouts, and multiple table occurrences pointing at the same tables. But a brand new FileMaker user coming in, sometimes they just don't realize, oh, it's not a direct one-to-one relationship. Right. I have one table. For that one table, I have one table occurrence and I can have multiple layouts, but you can have those multiple table occurrences, hence yeah. context. Well, I mean, list view, detail view is always the same one, fine view. Yes, yes, in terms of your multiple layouts, correct. So, I, Matt Odell, this is, this is going to be super confusing because we're all going to call each other Matt. Matt, Matt, Matt. I know. So, seriously, construction paper and scissors? Yeah, seriously. I mean, that, that was the thing we were trying to get across to people was that you can build prototypes and test ideas and build stuff really quickly without having to actually get behind a computer. And even though FileMaker is great for building things really quickly, you know, in many cases when you're making your first initial design decisions, you're probably wrong. You're probably missing something. You're probably getting something wrong. And 
And so to do something really quickly is, uh, is, is paramount to get feedback and then iterate on it. And so we actually, I, I told some people, we actually had them do usability testing with people out in the corridors. Just say, go out, find an attendee, do a usability test on your paper prototype, and take other pieces of paper out with you because you might learn something from the first one, and then you can change it. And so actually we had some people that did that. They came actually back into the room. They're like, yeah, it failed. People were completely confused. We didn't realize, all right, we're going to redo a few of the screens here, mocked it up in two minutes, went back out and did two more tests and was like, all right, that was a lot better. Where if you had to do that in FileMaker, you know, they spent 30 minutes building a paper prototype to build that same thing with multiple screens in any other tool, whether it's even like a design prototyping tool, it probably would have taken two to three or four hours to, to do that. You can do it really quickly, get some feedback, iterate, do it again, and then go and do some final mock-ups that look nicer and say like, is this really what you want? But yep. yeah, people were really digging it. And they were completely surprised when they did the usability testing. Like, wait, this actually works. Like I was completely figuring I'd put this piece of paper in front of someone and they'd be like, well, this is stupid. This is silly. And they came back and they're like, people were actually interacting with it. It was crazy. I have no idea why this happened like this is completely foreign to me but this is great i'm gonna start doing this now awesome cool that sounds fun normally what i do is just start in filemaker (laughs) i throw up my little rectangular boxes but i'm developing in a little uh isolated situation there i'm not going out and actually testing with the users that's a totally key part is you have to actually go to your users whoever's going to be using the software i mean i always test in filemaker too but i try to do you know sort of fast wireframing stuff and I don't know if it would take several hours, but I'm not sure the complexity of the stuff that you're doing. And well, it's certainly less fun than, you know, paper. Exactly. Well, I think it's just really about, like, how many ideas do you need to generate and get out there? And, like, you, you can do definitely quick things with FileMaker. And it, but it really just comes to, like, when in the process. And in many cases, I talk about people, like, do the paper first so you can generate a lot of ideas really quickly. And then do a little bit more of a prototype in a FileMaker or a design tool. I use Adobe XD, just but a lot of people use Sketch or other things, whatever you're comfortable mm-hmm. with. I, I try to stay away from FileMaker just for the potential debate of like, oh, so it's done. Like right. you show them the prototype and they're like, it's done. And I'm like, no, 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 no. This is all smoke and mirrors, man. Like there's, yeah. it's all, I'm faking this all together to get it out. So for me, having it in another tool is a helpful way for me to have that conversation and be like, no, this is really just testing yeah. this idea and that's cool with you. But, you know, to it each forces, It forces at least one iteration. Exactly. Yeah. And, and, and the great thing with some of those tools is because you can do that kind of click through prototype testing. And actually with like XD these days, you can actually put it up and like get links and send the links and people can open up in their browser and click through it in their browser, leave comments in the browser, and then you can get them back and get that feedback. Super awesome. That's, that's why I like it. But I know that, you know, everybody has their own thing that they, they enjoy use. That's well, cool. I didn't even know about those things. I mean, I know that uh, the other, what is that one that looks really, um, I have a copy of Balsamic. it. That's the one. Balsamic, yeah. I didn't know it would do, it would generate a web mock-up where you can just send a person to a link. That's a valuable thing. Oh, yeah, totally. And actually, even a step further, I mean, we've been chatting about this a little bit on Slack, but there's... They've actually now, because it's Creative Cloud, they keep adding new features every month. And they just recently added a feature into XD called Design Specs. And so you basically press a button and it creates a link, a, a, that, you know, a web link that you can send to someone. And it basically says, all right, on this screen, it's this size, this thing is in this place, and these are the colors that are used, these are the fonts that are used, these are the font sizes. And basically all a developer then has to go in and be like, oh, so I know all of the colors, I can see the, the hex values for them. 
I can copy and paste that into FileMaker, maybe create a theme from that, and then be right there and have, it's basically paint by numbers at that point. So you don't have to actually go in and figure out like, where is it at? Is it this size? Is it that? No, but it's there for you. You just send it to them and they have access to it, which is super helpful because I have done a few XD things before they had that feature. I send it over to them and my thing was at you know, 14, you know, 1400 pixels, knowing that that was the screen size I wanted. And then I get the mock-up that the first person built in FileMaker and it was, you know, 1224 and everything is really tight and the fonts are wrong and it's the wrong sizes. And I was like, no, 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 no. Like it should have been this. They're like, oh yeah, no, I didn't realize. So that's, this new feature is super awesome. Well, I need to pony up because the only reason that I haven't been using this is because I'm just like, I don't pay the monthly, uh, I don't call I call it a ransom, but for <laughs> Adobe's Creative Suite, yeah. I sort of stick with Sketch just because I pay that one-time price, although they're annual now. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, everything's going that way. Well, I think Sketch also does have some of that same idea of, like, put out design specs. I will say Adobe XD is, I think, normally, like, a few steps behind Sketch because Sketch has been doing it a little bit longer. But, again, I do pay for it. Sorry, hit the mic there. I do actually pay for the Creative Cloud. I'm fine with that. And so it's like, because I'm doing that, I'll, I'll take the new features that come to me as they come, and it's super helpful. Very cool. So, DevCon's half over at this point. It or is. Like, at the midway point. What have you gone to? Um, not a ton. I've been talking to people. I've been in a lot of meetings with FileMaker and stuff like that. Uh, we've got several different SBAs, like solution bundled agreements. Uh, clients, two of two clients are here for that, and so I've been in a lot of meetings about those uh, applications. What about you? I have gone to uh, two different cor- uh, sessions so far that I enjoyed. First one was, um, well, both of them were based on things that I haven't necessarily used myself, which is always a good opportunity at DevCon in order to find out, hey, what is it that I'm not using in FileMaker that I can use? The first one was Vince Manano's um, Tableau. Hmm. So I have not integrated Tableau myself personally. Immensely powerful. My personal opinion, it is a, since it's geared towards enterprise, it's a little on the pricey side if you ever want to make the investment. But yeah, there's a free tier. Hyper powerful. Yeah. yeah. In fact, uh, Vince mentioned if you want to play around with Tableau, and by the way, anybody who's listening to this, all what's cool is FileMaker is now making DevCon resources available. So this second one that I'll mention, I mean, immensely valuable. We'll get to that mm-hmm. cliffhanger. Um, Vince's Tableau, he mentioned that if you want to get involved, you can do um, what they call a public. So basically, Tableau has a public thing. You can work with your own data. And for about the cost, he said, of a copy of FileMaker, what would be FileMaker Advanced, you can get a copy of, I believe, Tableau Desktop that allows you to work with your own data and then actually publish, but it publishes to public. So you just got to make sure that whatever data you're working with is not private. Uh, Second session I went to uh, just recently was Jesse Barnum's getting onto AWS. And it wasn't about FileMaker and getting your FileMaker server on uh, Amazon Web Services with EC2. Mm-hmm. It was basically the myriad of all of the other services that Amazon offers. Uh, he showed a really, really cool example where he uploaded an audio file, an MP3, that came from NPR, which was basically them reading off the Declaration of Independence. And then he sent it to Amazon's S3 and then told Amazon, take from this SV, go to the uh, transcribe service. It completely transcribed it, inclusive of commas, periods, um, all kinds of stuff. Used this natural processing language and did the whole thing in under like two minutes and just came back and had all of the text with every start and stop point of every single word 
And it also does like split conversations. If you have multiple people saying things, it will actually split those sides out on a text basis. Has facial recognition in a completely separate service. Amazon Web Services, it's scary what we're going to be able to do in FileMaker. And it's all here now. That's cool. I mean, I use AWS all the time, but one of the sessions I've done, like at Pause, showed that they have over 100 different products on the AWS page. And FileMaker uses like between three and 11 of those, <laughs> depending on what you're doing. Yeah, so the other, you know, 97 to anyway. Yeah, the first slide <laughs> he put up was 131 Yeah, at last count. Oh, so they've been growing in the last two weeks. Different, yeah, <laughs> different services. It's crazy how many services they have. But it was, uh, this is where the value comes in for anybody who didn't attend DevCon, provided that they put the files up this year like they did the previous year. Jesse's file has everything baked in. That's what I love about DevCon. If you go to a session and one of the presenters has provided a file, you don't have to code. You can basically go get that code. It always helps to be able to understand it, but he's got a file on his session page. I mean, that's just, that's why FileMaker is a no-code environment. (laughs) (laughs) Low-code, no-code. That's got to hurt. Really. That's painful. Yeah, actually, well, we, I was participating in iSolutions kind of IP, or not IPA, well, it used to be an IPA thing. We used to do this roadshow thing. It was called IPA, APIs and IPAs, where we were uh, talking about all the new API stuff that you can do with FileMaker, and it's, it is. While drinking beer? While drinking beer. Actually, we did them at breweries, so that's why why we called it that. It's like our train on the train thing a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been fantastic, and, but, uh, but the fun thing with that is yeah, just showing people like the endless possibilities that they can now get from all of these different things that are out there. It's like, oh yeah, just use MailChimp to be MailChimp or use use these other tr- services that these people provide. I mean, Google has a ton of those services already. I mean, that people have been using with Google Maps and getting addresses and lo- you know latitude and longitude and all that mm-hmm. stuff. Like it's seeing that and hearing that that comes from AWS is is awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna probably have to look into that. I was not at that session, but that's definitely interesting. Yeah. I talked to uh, Jesse in the past about some of the cool stuff he's done with up uploading images to S3 buckets, and then you can replicate them. They can be, you know, replicated to different sites, and uh, other than that one glitch we had last year, year before, they're pretty much always online. (laughs) (laughs) Well, throw on facial recognition. He actually talked about one of the examples is the next thing he's getting into is his daughter. I don't know if it was daughter or not, but uh, something about a ballet studio where they just wanted to basically recognize based on them just looking into a camera to capture attendance. So basically, wow. no human has to actually say who's here, who's not here. It's basically just, did you stand in front of the camera? Oh, yeah. Okay, we knew you attended this class for this class, this class. That's crazy. Yeah, he, <laughs> he, he has a daughter who's a really serious ballet student. Okay, so maybe it is. That's I, I, that, some of those things start to get into the Big Brother stuff. Where you're like, I'm a little afraid of that. But that, yeah, that even still like, okay, well, that's a possibility. That's yeah. cool. I like it. Yeah, I get it. Knowing that it's there. Exactly. So, Matt Adele, what sessions did you go to today that you liked? Uh, today, I went to a session from Chi Show, one of the designers at FileMaker, um, who really talked about some great stuff around you know doing a design system or system design where you're really putting together some ideas around consistency and you know visual hierarchy and making sure that you're building nice looking and easy to understand interfaces for people. Um, and so that was, that was a great session. Um, and then I was yeah, helping out with uh, the iSolution session. Um, and yesterday, unfortunately, was just me kind of de- or just kind of relaxing from the day of training. So I oh, didn't really yeah. get to see anything. But uh, yeah, meeting with people and talking with people. And yeah, seeing a lot of the cool stuff that a lot of the FileMaker developers are doing out there is pretty interesting. Yeah, doing a training day for all day is very grueling. I've done a lot of trainings, and it's, it's rough. 
Yeah, yeah, it definitely takes kind of a day to recover from that. I mean, and even afterwards, I first immediately went up to my room and just stretched my legs out because I'm like, I've been standing on my feet all day and, and rest my voice. But then it's like, well, I got nothing else to do, so I might as well go downstairs and have a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I went to uh, Sarah's session on a different cloud, but not uh, kind of an entry level one, but basically how to use FileMaker Cloud mm. uh, from Linear Blue. And that was a really, she did a great job presenting. First time doing it, and she was really good. I have, I've, I've, I've heard great work from her, but I've not seen any of that. But that's, that's, yeah, I've been pushing some of my clients to FileMaker Cloud or AWS, depending on them. They were really excited about it. So, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I like the build-your-own approach, but FileMaker Cloud's good, and we can't talk about the details of it, but there's a beautiful roadmap coming for that, which I'm pretty excited to see. Yeah, most definitely. I think they're, you know, they, they did a, a version that was, we need to get something out into the public and see if people are going to use it and if they're going to like it. And they're definitely following that up with, all right, let's make it easier for people. And I'm really yeah. excited about what's coming down the pike. So uh, what's, what's next? We've got a couple more sessions yet today. Tonight's the attendee party. I don't know much about that. Is it going to be in the hotel? I think it is. I think most everything is here. It's a pretty well isolated site that we're here, the Gaylord Texan. Yeah. I mean, it could be right in the middle of the city, but everything's so far apart in Dallas that, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they're actually we're going to be in the same ballroom that the keynote was in. And, you know, like every other Texas DevCon, I'm sure there will be uh, fun Texan things to do. Remember, I was at San Antonio that oh, we yeah, had yeah. line dancing. And, and getting to shoot each other with a fake revolver. Exactly, exactly. And and uh, I don't know if they'll have bull riding this year. We'll see. That'll, that'll be fun. That would be, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that was kind of fun watching probably. watching a bunch of nerds get thrown off of a mechanical bull. And they, pro- I was going to say, they probably I wasn't there for that one. They probably broke too many people. <laughs> people did get broken. I saw it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there was a lot of people with their, their backs out taking their Advil the next day. Yep, and I'm betting on some excellent Texas barbecue tonight, too. I bet. Yeah, that'll be good. Yum. <laughs> this is the time when Matt Matt says something. He hands me the microphone, looks yeah. at me, and I, 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 he's, he's staring fondly into my eyes. And I'm like, uh, "What do you want me to say? How about this? Yum." Um. <laughs> and now for an intelligent comment, Matt Petrowski. <laughs> Yum. <laughs> Yeah, now you're holding the mic in my face like I have something to say about barbecue. Other than, yeah, barbecue's great. We'll <laughs> barbecue's good, yeah. yeah barbecue the, chicken, barbecue ribs, yeah. Hey, you know, everybody comes to DevCon and they talk about it. Was the food good or not? And so far, you know, it's it's been all right. It's been well, all it's right. It's kind of funny. I mean, having been to a lot of DevCons, you really remember them by all the extra stuff. You don't remember, like, the specific stuff that you learned that year or the people that you talked to. You, you kind of remember all the other things sort of surrounding it. And then, you know, because you can't remember, like, what year did you learn that using a button bar as a layout widget and using all your calculations in that was a totally amazing thing. Yeah. And, and as a result, you've entirely stopped using buttons because button bars are better. Mm-hmm. You don't know when you learn that, but you know that's what you do because um, I hope you guys both do that, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah, every, every day. <laughs> that was fake. <laughs> um, I'm using actual buttons less and less. Yeah, I stopped entirely. The only problem is, is you have to then account for the states. And so if you want your button to not have all of the different states that the button bar forces you to have, it's a little bit different. Oh, like disabling the state entirely? Or do you mean like just having a different uh, style for the state? Yeah, for example, like in the iOS design, when you have a clickable text object, which doesn't look like a button, you then have to go into the state of the hover, the pressed, the focused, and make them all the same so that when you click, the only thing that changes may be the color of the text. Yeah, because that hover state is super important on iOS, Matt. Good job. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Got me. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. 
I couldn't resist that one. Well, I, it's always, it's context for me. It's when I'm designing there on the device, then I realize, oh, no, I don't need this one. That's the hover states when you're holding the iPad in, an air, in the air flat. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'd rather that you overdo it and actually think about the states than so many solutions I've seen where people don't think about it and, yeah. like, don't ever hover over it and have changed something from, a, from another theme. And oh. they don't change the hover. They don't change the press down. They don't change it. And yeah. you click on it and you're like, Ooh, oh, yeah, now I, now I can't see the text because yeah. it's the same color as the background. Yeah. It's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you might want to actually pay attention to that. So good job at least thinking of the hover even though it's not as necessary. Okay, <laughs> so... So here's a question, though. Since you're a designer and I like to consider myself a designer, this is something that drastically annoys me. This is a standard process when I'm doing a button. I add the button, I set the normal style, and then I use the eyedropper and I drop it to the hover, the pressed, and the focused. So I have a reset state for the button in order to then further on. It doesn't work for button bars. Drives me crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah, I can imagine that. Yeah, no, there's... yeah. I can't remember exactly which ones they turn that on and off on, but every time that that happens, I'm like, oh, you're killing me. Like, I have to yeah, not be able to copy certain things between other button types or other object types yeah. that, yeah, it can be really frustrating. And then it's just like, yeah, now I have to now, instead of use the eyedropper tool, I got to copy a hex thing and go in and paste. Yeah. And it can be time consuming. But luckily, you know, if you do it once and save it to a theme, then hopefully it's just annoying once. But yeah, I can yeah. definitely see that. I don't remember the eyedropper having limitations like that. I really stopped using that tool when we got themes. Yeah, well, you, I, I've used it between, as you said, like copying between states. Like, yeah, you, you're like, if I'm going to make a mass change of a button and change all of the colors, let's go and change all of the states to the same, as you say, like starting point. Right. And then I'll go into hover, change the color a little bit. Then I'll go mm-hmm. into this, change the thing a little bit. But having the same starting And then save the style. Exactly. Yeah. And then save it. But yeah, that one thing of being able to copy between the states is super helpful. And yeah, as you said, like in some object types, it won't allow you to do that. And yeah, it becomes really annoying. Well, maybe somebody from FileMaker is listening. Fix it, please. <laughs> Fix it, please. <laughs> All right. So uh, is there anything else that we've got to cover while we're here at Halfway DevCon? I don't think there's a single thing. I, I, I've got nothing. <laughs> well, then I'm going to call this one a wrap. I think our listeners hopefully have gotten a lot of value so yep. far. And, and Matt and I, Matt's and I, are you going to be on this regularly too? Are committed. We're going to be doing podcasts again if we don't bug us. What's our email? Uh, it can be matt at filemakertalk.com. Really easy. Yep. Filemakertalk.com. And yes, we do. We, we need to, uh, like somebody, we've got to put in, in like a calendar yeah. alarm yeah. for at least call this guy and do the, it's not that. Monday, hard. 6 a.m. All right. I'll, I'm going to, I'm going to put it in. We're going to commit this year and we're going to, yep. after we get that many people asking us, Hey, are you guys going to keep doing that podcast thing? I guess we've got an audience. Got to do it. So did I just hear that they, if they stop bugging you to do it again, then you will do it again? Is that what I heard you say? Or is that... <laughs> they, if they... Either one. Sure. <laughs> so I think, I think maybe what you're trying to get to there is like, wait, so if we can convince people not to bug you, then you'll stop doing the podcast? That would be great. <laughs> or we'll keep bugging you, and that means, yeah, you'll stop. I, I think that's, that, that'll be perfect, yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. All right. Thank you. See you later.